Oh, now I remember why I finished so poorly last year in predictions. It's because I suck. Crossy Posse Packer Nation. Welcome to another episode of Packcast, the podcast where you don't how to do Packers. But it sure does help. I'm your host, Tom. Honestly, I don't know how anyone did well in predictions during week one. It was chaos. Grassi. And today we are going to be breaking down and predicting every single game in the week two lineup. And before we get to that, week one, I went nine and six. If you reverse it, it'd be a funny number. <laughs> Meanwhile, the number one person over in the Pick'em League was Java Guy, who went 12 and three. So a big shout out to you, Java Guy, because you did a whole lot better than I did. Starting off with Thursday night football, you got an AFC West showdown between the LA Chargers and the Kansas City Chiefs. Both teams coming off big wins last week. The Chargers able to not screw it up completely, holding off a surging Raiders and mostly Devontae Adams to secure the win. Justin Herbert had himself a nice day, able to spread the ball around and the defense forcing three turnovers. And overall, the Chargers look pretty good. Meanwhile, the Chiefs absolutely put a shellac in on the Arizona Cardinals, beating the crap out of him. Patrick Mahomes, five touchdowns, zero interceptions. The run game was looking good, and everything was clicking. Now, we know that the AFC West is going to be an absolute barn burner every single freaking fracking week that teams play, except for maybe for the Broncos, because, you know, they lost to the Seahawks. Sorry, Brandon Perna. But this should be a really great game. Should be two high-scoring offenses, and it's a really great game to kind of kick off Thursday night football. But right now, I do have to give the edge to the Chiefs just because they looked unstoppable against the Cardinals. I think the Chargers are a little bit of a better quality opponent, so I think that it is going to be kept close. But I think Patrick Mahomes will do just enough to get it done. And the Chargers... Well, just know if you have a lead, it's not safe. Then you got the Miami Dolphins taking on the Baltimore Ravens. The Dolphins able to extinguish. See what I did there? Because there was a, a car fire in, in their stadium parking lot. You, you put it out with a fire extinguisher. Extinguish the uh, New England Patriots who... Good God, looked absolutely terrible on offense. Now, the Dolphins didn't really look that great on offense either. Their defense was what really kind of kept them in the game and was able to maintain a lead. Taking on the Ravens, who were able to take care of business against the Jets. Definitely had a slow start uh, in the first uh, couple quarters, but Lamar Jackson kind of came on as the game went along. They desperately need their running backs to return. This should be a pretty damn good game. This uh, wasn't a classic when they played last because the Dolphins just blitzed all the time against the Ravens and the Ravens just couldn't do anything about it. But here, this is being played in Baltimore. I like the Ravens here just because I think they have a little bit more of a dynamic team. But be careful because maybe the Dolphins are going to be able to grow into their offense. They have a ton of speed on that side of the ball. So I wouldn't be surprised if the Dolphins are able to pull off the win. But for right now, I'm going to go with Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. Following that, you got a great matchup. You got the New Jersey Jets taking on the Cleveland Browns. 
Oh, God, and this is going to be on my TV in New York. I literally pay for Red Zone, so I never have to see the Jets or Giants on my screen. The Jets falling to the Ravens, as we just talked about. Desperately missing Zach Wilson. Also, any resemblance of an O-line. Joe Flacco threw for over 50 times, nearly 60. Still not enough to get it done. Their run game, not too bad, but their defense, especially their defensive line, looking pretty good. Meanwhile, the Browns able to pull off a last-minute win against the Carolina Panthers, ruining Baker Mayfield's revenge and the Browns are like we did it it's us against the world but not in like a good way where you're an underdog it's just because like a lot of people hate you now this should be a a pretty close game Nick Chubb was able to rip off a whole bunch of yards because he is Nick Chubb and Cade York their rookie kicker was able to do real well went four for four last week I'm gonna pick the Browns here just because again while Joe Flacco is leading the offensive strike with the Jets I don't think they're going to be too good. So because of that, I think Nick Chubb and the Browns will do just enough to get it done. And then you got the New England Patriots taking on the Pittsburgh Steelers. The New England Patriots, as I said before, looked rough. Mac Jones looks like he's avoiding serious injury, which is good. Could still miss some time, though. Uh, Had some issues there. But the Patriots' offense looked absolutely terrible. Their defense didn't look too bad. Meanwhile, looking at the Steelers, able to pull off an overtime win against the Bengals. Had multiple turnovers, forced five turnovers of Joe Burrow, and still almost lost that game, but were able to seal it with a game-winning field goal. They're another team. Suffered some losses. TJ Watt, uh, originally believed to be a torn peck, but it looks like he's not going to be as seriously injured. Najee Harris could potentially be back for this game as they feared the worst with him, and so those are good pieces of news. The Steelers' defense absolutely suffocating, though if they are missing TJ Watt, they are a different team. Meanwhile, the offense was anemic, really didn't look that good, and this could be a close game. I'm going to pick the Steelers just because even without TJ Watt, I think their defense will be enough, and if Najee Harris is able to play, I like the Steelers' offense just a little bit more just because the Patriots came out that flat against the Dolphins. So I'm going to pick the Steelers here, and as urinating tree would say, Steelers going to shoot bow. You gotta believe it, motherfuckers! Following that, you got an AFC South matchup between the Indianapolis Colts and the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Colts able to rally back and tie the game and end in a tie against the Houston Texans, which is kind of a slap in the face. Again, it's good that they didn't lose, but they also did tie the Texans. Jonathan Taylor getting involved later in the game because they got off to a slow start and he was able to put over 100 yards. Meanwhile, the Jaguars put up a decent fight. Trevor Lawrence didn't look so good in the first half, but another one who came along later in the day. Trayvon Walker had a sack and a big interception, and this could be a relatively close game. The Colts usually have a lot of problems in that Floridian heat. We, of course, go back to last year during Week 18 in which the Colts just needed to win against the Jaguars to punch their ticket to the playoffs, and they fell flat on their face. Here, I think the Colts will exact some revenge here. I think the Colts are a better team than the Jaguars. Again, who knows? Week one was chaos, so the Jaguars might be able to pull it off again. But I'm thinking that Matt Ryan is going to be able to do enough to get it done. Then you got the Carolina Panthers taking on the New Jersey Giants. The Panthers, as we talked about, suffering a last-minute defeat to the Cleveland Browns in a pretty sad game just overall. It was just a bad game. But Christian McCaffrey got his touchdown, so 
kept that streak alive. Meanwhile, you got the New Jersey Giants who shocked the world, defeating the Tennessee Titans, and the Titans were unable to kick a game-winning field goal. And a lot of this is, of course, going to be off the back of Saquon Barkley, who absolutely destroyed the Titans on the ground. On top of that, Brian Dable decided to go for two instead of tying it, and that proved to be pretty darn good. Dable's trying to change the culture with the Giants, and I think that the Giants, they have a bunch of weapons, even though they don't really use Kadarius Tony. He's just kind of like the last kid picked for dodgeball for whatever reason. And so because of that, I think I'm going to pick the Giants here to beat the Panthers. I think the Giants, again, they have certain pieces that are going to allow them to potentially ruin some games down the line. And I think the Panthers, they came out pretty flat against the Browns. And while they did amount a little bit of a comeback, I think the Giants just have a better squad here. And then you got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers taking on the Saints. Both teams pulling off the W in week one. The Buccaneers taking care of business real easily against the Cowboys. Had a suffocating defense. Leonard Fournette over 100 yards on the ground. Julio Jones looking good. They did lose Chris Godwin, which I definitely think will hurt them. Meanwhile, the Saints... Uh, we're losing pretty bad, but then they remembered, wait a minute, this is the Falcons, and we're able to roar on back. There is some concern with the Saints offensive line because they did not do a good job, and really one of the reasons that they won besides Jameis Winston's fourth quarter miraculous plays were because the Falcons kind of let off the gas. I don't think the Buccaneers are going to do that here, and that brings me some concern. They weren't able to really run the ball too effectively against the Falcons, and while Jarvis Landry did really, really well, Chris Olave got that two-point conversion, and Michael Thomas scored those two tutties, they're going up against a better defense, so you're not really able to equate the two. I know the Saints usually have the Buccaneers number during the regular season. However, I am going to pick the Bucs to win here. I don't feel very confident in it, and I would not be surprised. It is a home game for the Saints, but I just think that with that offensive line struggling, you're going to have the pass rush of the Buccaneers get after Jameis Winston like they did after Dak Prescott, and because of that, I'm going to pick the Bucs. Following that, you got the Washington Commanders taking on the Detroit Lions. The Commanders able to rally back. Carson Wentz had a strong start to the game, then it started to falter a little bit, but able to defeat the Jacksonville Jaguars. Dotson, their brand new rookie wide receiver, played real, real well. Meanwhile, you got the Detroit Lions, who put up a very admirable fight against the Philadelphia Eagles because DeAndre Swift absolutely crushed it. Amon Ross St. Brown getting more involved later, and that was a pretty darn good game. The Lions have actually a bunch of momentum here. I think that Detroit has a lot of optimism in their team, mostly due to hard knocks, and of course, because they have a great head coach right now. I learned how to clean chicken. And I think if they're going to win this game, they're going to have to rely on the run game. The commander's defense definitely looked improved from where it was last year, maybe more akin to what it was two years ago, and this should be a close game. I think the Lions should be able to pull this one off. Again, another week for that defense to gel a little bit more. I think that defensive line could be really, really good and could get after Carson Wentz. And because of that, I'm going to pick the Lions. Following that, you got an NFC West showdown between the number one team in the NFC West, the Seattle Seahawks against the San Francisco 49ers. The Seahawks doing what nobody thought they could, beating the Denver Broncos on Monday Night Football, mostly due to the Denver Broncos' incompetence. But Geno Smith had an incredibly solid game, the defense forcing a couple of turnovers in the red zone, and they were able to get it done. Meanwhile, the 49ers, they were playing in the soup. And 
Adam Driver would not say, it's good soup. Gross soup. They played in Soldier Field in which they were slipping and sliding all over the place. The interior offensive line for the 49ers did not look good. At one point, one of the guys walking away from Trey Lance while he's on the ground doesn't even help him up. That's not a great sign. Their defense played pretty well. Obviously didn't have George Kittle against the Bears, which was problematic. The 49ers, I'm not going to have too much judgment on them right now because, again, it was bad conditions. Trey Lance, you know, he's basically a rookie QB. I know he had a couple of starts last year, and so it's going to take some time. The Seahawks were able to sweep the 49ers last season and will they be able to do so again well if the 49ers of last week showed up then yes but I am going to pick the 49ers here I know Elijah Mitchell is injured but I think they'll be able to get that run game going at least a little bit more and with some decent conditions and playing at home that should open up the passing lanes and I think the 49ers will be able to get it done then you got the Atlanta Falcons taken on the LA Rams the Falcons, Marcus Mariota, looked pretty darn good for that first half of the game. Cordero Patterson was able to run all over the Saints. They were looking good. Drake London was looking solid, and then they falconed it up, and, you know, they choked away the lead. Meanwhile, the Rams didn't really have a lead to choke away because they just got the crap beaten out of them by the Buffalo Bills. They just looked flat. Matthew Stafford throwing picks all over the place. The run game was inefficient. The offensive line didn't look good. Missing Whitworth. And this might be a tougher game than the Rams anticipate. I'm still going to pick the Rams to win this game because, again, I think they have a much better overall team. And I thought the Falcons would be tanking this year. But if the Falcons win, oh boy, I'm going to laugh. Following that, you got the Houston Texans taking on the Denver Broncos. The Texans also choked away their lead, though not resulting in a loss, just a tie, which is kind of a win for them because of the Texans, but still a loss because they blew a major lead. Don't know what was going on with the Texans there. Davis Mills did look solid, and then they just played super conservative and went for the tie. Meanwhile, the Broncos, as I just said, did a whole lot of shooting in one's foot. Really didn't get the run game going, and Russell Wilson... Kind of looked a little bit sloppy, but the bigger thing was the whole team committing a ton of penalties. Nathaniel Hackett with really bad decisions with their timeouts, with deciding to kick a long field goal, not really trusting Russell Wilson, and it just seems like that team is going through some growing pains. This might be another game that is closer than some would appear. It's the home opener for the Broncos, so I know that the fans will be all amped up, and because of that, I think the Broncos will be able to win. So maybe after week two, you could say, Broncos country. That's right. Then you have the Arizona Cardinals taking on the Vegas Raiders. Cardinals getting the crap slapped out of them by the Chiefs. Just outplayed every single position. Kyler Murray didn't look good. The offensive line struggled. Just just didn't look good all around. Meanwhile, the Raiders mounted a comeback. Unfortunately, fell short. But Devontae Adams was that dude. The Raiders defense getting Chandler Jones, Matt Crosby over there. Should be better this season. Probably will be able to get after the Cardinals pretty efficiently, especially if Kyler Murray looked like he did last week and they just looked all out of sorts. This could be actually a really fun game. I'm going to pick the Raiders here. It's their home opener. Devontae Adams putting over 100 yards, dynamic as ever. And even if they're just throwing to Devontae Adams and Darren Waller, I still think that'll be enough for them to win. Then you had what should have been a great game between the Cincinnati Bengals and the Dallas Cowboys. The Bengals, we talked about it, got the crap beaten out of them and still almost won the game. All those turnovers by Joe Burrow I don't think are going to be uh, 
a consistent thing this season, or at least they're going to hope not. That offensive line really didn't look much improved, but they're still new and playing with one another. Meanwhile, the Cowboys, everything went wrong for them. Micah Parsons was the lone bright spot on that defense, but other than that, that team was not great. Dak Prescott injured, going to be out six to eight weeks, recently had surgery, thankfully was successful. But yeah, Cooper Rush is right now their uh, leading QB. Mike McCarthy says that he knows every single QB that's available. Mike, I, you better start calling. The Cowboys with McCarthy just don't look good. I don't believe in a backup QB. And again, these are the reigning defending AFC champions. The Bengals should be able to get back on track. And I believe that this week the kitty will go meow. Then on Sunday night football, you got the Chicago Bears taking on the Green Bay Packers. The Bears have a better record than the Packers. Not great. Justin Fields definitely looked as bad as Soldier Field on Sunday, though, was resilient and able to kind of fight through the adversity, and they got the win. The thing that stood out for me was the Bears' defense. The Bears' defense was able to lock down the 49ers, made Trey Lance throw some bad throws, and they looked pretty good. Meanwhile, the Packers, not a lot looked good. Deflated from the minute that Christian Watson dropped that ball, offensive line struggled. Hopefully we get Elton Jenkins back. I don't think David Bakhtiari is going to play this week. Hopefully we get Alan Lazard because they need it. Some injuries to Quay Walker and Chris Barnes. Chris Barnes is definitely going to miss some time. Quay Walker, they're going to wait on. He definitely had a nice game. The most disappointing part about the Vikings game was, of course, that secondary, that defense. A lot of people thought, including myself, they were going to have a top 10, potentially top 5 defense, and they just did not look it at all. They need to start giving the ball more to A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones because those were the only dynamic players on the offensive side of the ball this past Sunday. It's Sunday night. It's Lambeau Field. I think the Packers should be able to rebound, get the win here if they commit to the run and pray that their defense is able to make Justin Fields' life miserable because if they lose this game, there's going to start to be some panic and it's only week two. Then the first of two Monday night football games, you got the Tennessee Titans taking on the Buffalo Bills. The Titans, we talked about, they lost to the New Jersey Giants in embarrassing fashion. Just not a good look all around. Meanwhile, the Bills were dominant in their first game. Helps, I guess, if you play in the preseason. This could be a good game. The Titans were able to upset the Bills last time that they met. Could they do the same here? I don't think so. It's going to be played in Buffalo. That crowd is going to be on fire. Josh Allen looks like he's going to be unstoppable this year. And as I mentioned before, Von Miller and that defense were absolutely fantastic. And they may give Ryan Tannehill a tough time. I'm going to pick the Bills to win this game. They are, again, Super Bowl favorites. And I think they'll show it again against the Titans. And finally, you got the purple incarnation of Satan, the Minnesota Vikings, taking on the Philadelphia Eagles. Eagles. Both teams getting away with a week one W. One was easier than the other, and they were both against NFC North teams. The Vikings, Justin Jefferson, making the Packers' lives absolutely miserable. Over 180 yards and two touchdowns. Dalvin Cook, 90 yards on the ground. Kirk Cousins looked good, had clean pockets basically the entire game, and the defense was at least solid against the Green Bay Packers. Meanwhile, the Eagles, they were in a bar fight with the Lions. The Lions almost able to mount a comeback, but proved to be unsuccessful. This should be arguably one of the games of the week. I can see this going down to the wire, and I can make an argument for why both teams are going to win. I'm going to give the Eagles 
the benefit of the doubt here just because I think they're going to attack the Vikings with a really good run game. Every time the Packers ran the ball against the Vikings, they found a good amount of success unless it was on the one yard line and it was fourth down, but we're not going to talk about that. I think the Eagles have enough talent here, a mobile QB that could give, you know, Zadarius Smith some pause here as he was able to dominate last week. So I'm going to pick the Philadelphia Eagles to knock off the Vikings and hopefully the Packers could get a win. So we're not at the bottom of the division anymore. But let me know what you think down in the comments below. How do you think these games are going to shake out? Let me know. You can always find me at TomGrossyComedy.com or TomGrossyComedy, all social media you see down below. Check out podcasts on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, and of course, YouTube. And a big shout and thank you to all the patrons over at Patreon.com slash TomGrossyComedy and the YouTube members. But thank you so much for watching. I'm Tom Grassi. And as always, Go Pack Go!